Want to know the secret topic that comes up time and time again when it comes to coaching women in their careers and businesses? No surprises, it's about the money. Specifically, how do you create financial stability doing something that you love? And equally, how do you make sure that you get paid enough? Something on par with your counterparts so that you are being valued in the same way in the work that you do. Today, we're going to be unpacking this very important topic of why we need to talk about women, work, and money. Welcome to Your Soul Aligned Career, the podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Barnes. Together, we'll be exploring how you can get unstuck and pursue a career and life that's meaningful and impactful, both to you and to others, and that doesn't require you to hustle and grind 24-7. I'm passionate about you getting clarity on your unique career path and to make empowered decisions on where to and what's next from a place of alignment to who you really are, beyond your corporate persona, title, or societal expectations of what you should do. Join me as we talk all about how to get unstuck in your life and business with your unique intuitive intelligence. Hit subscribe now to never miss an episode. To download the five ways high achievers unintentionally keep themselves stuck in life and business, head to SiobhanBarnes.com forward slash five ways. We are diving into a really juicy topic today, why we need to talk about women, work, and money. This is a very triggering topic for many of us. Full transparency, this has been quite a journey for myself in my own career and business, and particularly, I would say, in the last year. It's been a particular area of focus for myself. And my intention for today is to really share with you some of the key pieces around how you can begin to look at your relationship to money so that you feel empowered to, number one, know that you can go after what it is that you want and to create financial stability for yourself, or if you're already at financial stability, that next level for you. And number two, to really give you that confidence to know that you are enough, you are worthy, you are smart enough, you're talented enough to be able to claim what it is that you want. Much of what I'm sharing today actually comes from a experience that I ran last year, which was all around how to support a woman to come back to who she really is. And one of the core components we looked at was around money. And so we're going to cover three main areas today. Number one, why money is a key area of focus when mapping your career or business. This really follows on from what we were talking about last week, which was all around is the key to soulful success in your work about energetics or strategy. So we're going to dive a little bit into the energetics piece of this, so the mindset piece that women can bump up against, particularly when it comes to their work. We're also going to unpack the three core money beliefs that stop smart women claiming their power and owning their leadership at work. So money typically or can be associated with power. And in that, there can be a lot of negative connotations. I'm going to share with you the three core money beliefs I've seen in my work with women, particularly these past nine years. And then number three, we're going to talk about the four stages to changing your relationship to money and how you can get started. 
Before we dive in though, I did mention on the podcast last week that there were some announcements and changes that I have been making in my business and in my work. And interestingly, I had timed this so that I could share this message with you at the appropriate time. And in the way that I organize my podcasts, I hadn't necessarily put this announcement purposely together with this topic, but it's really interesting because in my business, I have been reassessing what feels soulfully successful. What is the way that I really want to work with my clients? And I've come back to the decision that I actually am desiring to work with clients more intimately in a one-on-one setting. And equally at a price point that feels really good to me and I think much more accessible. So what I would love to announce today is that to kick off this new direction and this desire to work intimately with clients one-on-one, I'm actually offering a number of complimentary get unstuck calls. These calls are completely free. They are calls with no strings attached. You don't have to work with me one-on-one. These calls are really an opportunity to actually have someone listen to what you're challenged by, to support you to uncover what's the key thing, what's the linchpin that's keeping you stuck so that you can move forward and get unstuck and really just decide what you're going to do and do the thing. These getting unstuck calls are hugely valuable And for me, I've always known that I've always received the best support in these one-on-one settings. I've been able to really understand what's specifically going on for me. And I am offering this in this way because (laughs) I guess we serve those that we have a particular heart for. I know that the compassionate nurturing types aren't the ones who necessarily seek out support and in group settings are the ones that let everybody else go first. And so this is my invitation to you to say, I need help and I want support. So if you would like to apply for one of those Get Unstuck calls, you can come on over to SiobhanBarnes.com forward slash Get Unstuck call. That's Get Unstuck call with a hyphen between the Get Unstuck and call. And if that's too tricky, just come on over to the show notes at SiobhanBarnes.com forward slash 32. That's the number three, two, and you can get that booked in. Spaces are limited. I'm offering a select number of spots each month because these are intimate calls. I have limited time. So if you want those sessions, please book them now. These calls are offered on a first come, first served basis. All right. With that announcement out the way, let's dive in. Let's dive into why we need to talk about women, work, and money. Money is a key area of focus when it comes to mapping your career. It's so important. Our career is certainly about self-actualization and growth and development, and equally, it's a form of stability. It's how we make our livelihoods, and it's really, really important. Most of us, I believe, have this notion that we can't create success or create good money doing what we love. This desire to make money doing what you love and money can often seem at odds with each other. I talk about this more in episode five of the podcast, where I talk about meaning and money. Can you have both in your career? So if you want to check that out, you can check it over in the show notes, SiobhanBarnes.com forward slash 32. To counteract this belief that you can't make money doing what you love, I love this quote by Julia Cameron, who's the author of the fabulous book called The Artist's Way. And The Artist's Way is a 12-week journey to support you to come back into your creativity. Highly recommend the book if you haven't checked it out. What Julia Cameron says is, what we really want to do 
is what we're really meant to do. When we do what we are meant to do, money comes to us. Doors open for us, we feel useful, and the work we do feels like play to us. That quote, those words, that is what is my guiding mantra when it comes to my own business and my own work, which really feels like my soul's work. And I think part of the reason why so many of us don't pursue the things that we love is because we don't think we're going to make money doing it. And quite frankly, sometimes we're not at the very beginning. In this industry of personal development and personal growth, and if you're a coach listening to this, you'll resonate with this idea of earning really big money in really short amounts of time as very new people in the field. And I think we've got to remember the importance of integrity and knowing that you can charge more, you can create more as you deepen in your mastery and that it's not always about earning the big bucks and stretching too far beyond what you're capable of. So when it comes to money and doing work that you love, my philosophy is that absolutely this is possible. I've seen it. I've experienced it. I've seen many others do it. And that I think helps with my belief that this is possible. And at the same time, I do believe that it's not about getting rich quick schemes. These things take time as you would expect. Like think about your own career. When you think about your work that you currently do, it's taken you time to get to the income level that you have reached. And that's because you have learned and grown with your experience. You're capable and competent in what you do. And there's a certain dollar amount that's associated with the skills that you're offering to what it is that you're doing. When I'm talking about money today, so far I've mentioned it in the context of doing work that you love. Equally, if you are in a career and you don't love it, sometimes that's okay. You have jobs that you just need to do and they pay the bills and they're bridge interim solutions. However, It's also equally important to make sure that you are not undervaluing yourself and that you're being remunerated appropriately. And so I want to share a few stats with you today, because when you hear these stats, my hope is that they incentivize you to remember the importance of this work, the importance of this work being advocating for yourself and making sure that you are being remunerated properly. So I'm going to share some statistics today that come from Elvest, and I'm going to link to this in the show notes. And these statistics were noted down at the end of 2021. So there could be some flexibility because at the moment I'm recording this in mid-2022. If you're listening to this in the future, then perhaps these stats have changed. And my hope is that they have in a positive way. But I share these with you as an incentive to realize that there's so much to be done when it comes to women, work, and money. Again, these are very US-centric numbers that I'm going to be quoting, but they paint a picture. So compared to every dollar earned by a man, women on average earn 86 cents on that dollar for Asian women, 82 cents for women overall, 75 cents for white women, 61 cents for black women, 58 cents for native women, and 52 cents for Latinx women. A couple of things that I think are myths within the industry are that women don't ask for raises. And actually, one study said that that's not true. Women who asked for a raise got raises 15% of the time, while men got raises 20% of the time. So it's not necessarily that we don't ask, but there are still systemic biases that say the man is more qualified for the job. Minority-owned businesses, women and people of color, they're three times as likely to be denied loans. 
So the ability to access capital, to earn money, it's limited for women. And then you bring in where people are from and the color of people's skin, like that just brings in a whole other ballgame. And yet the statistics show that companies with more women in executive leadership are more profitable. Women also make better overall leaders as rated by their colleagues. So we've got two things going on. We've got genuine gender disparity in the workplace when it comes to money. And equally, we've also got the evidence that women in power is a good thing. So we need to talk about women, work, and money because this conversation, yes, it pertains to you and your career and your work and what you're contributing, but equally, this is a collective conversation. This is a collective movement to ensure fair pay, fair equality for all. And of course, this doesn't have to just be binary, right? Like not just men and women. This applies to everyone. We need to reclaim our power and our worth and change these stats. One important caveat that I want to mention here is that when it comes to money, so often we conflate how much we earn and what money we earn as a metric for our self-worth. So we think when going into a negotiation, own your worth. And I think that can be a very dangerous and misleading way of looking at things. And I'll be honest, I remember once doing a talk at this at one of the French banks here in Hong Kong for one of the women's networks. And I cringe when I think about it because it was a workshop on owning your worth and on this topic. And it was a great, great turnout. I think there were about 50 women in the room. I had a videographer there who was recording the event and he stood out from behind the camera and was like, you women are amazing and you should be charging your worth. It was really wonderful. But I look back on that and I think I did those women a disservice because I didn't make this nuance, this distinction. And the distinction is that, yes, the service that you provide is of a certain value to your company, but that value has nothing to do with who you are as a person. Who you are is inherently worthy regardless of the skills that you're bringing to your organization. Of course, they're a facet of you. Of course, they're important. But that doesn't mean that who you are is dependent on what you're earning. So the way I look at it is you cannot say that one life is more valuable than another, right? Everybody's lives are valuable. And does it mean that I think in our society, we're a little bit skewed and we kind of put people up on a pedestal and give them special privileges because they earn lots of money and that's not right. Which brings me on to the three core money beliefs that stop women claiming their power and owning their leadership at work. And at this point, I'm going to share another quote by another female author. Her name is Kate Northrup, and she wrote a book called Money, A Love Story. And I think this really encapsulates the three core money beliefs that I've seen women saying to themselves that stop them from claiming their power. And that is this. If you can't see your value, the world doesn't give value back. When you're tired and have put no focus on yourself, The value you give isn't that valuable. And that means the value doesn't come back to you. So this quote really speaks to a few different things. Number one, we know that women are bearing the brunt of emotional labor, looking after the family, having to do more at home if they're also working parent. Like those stats also are not matched up there. So many women are showing up to work with a different amount of energy. They're tired, right? They're burnt out. And so to use Kate's language here, the value that's being given isn't necessarily super valuable. The other component to this is if you don't believe that what you're doing is valuable and you don't own the service and the contribution that you are making, then it's not going to be reflected back to you. Very simple example. If you don't believe that you're doing really well in your job, 
then you're less likely to advocate for yourself and say, hey, I know that I should be earning with this range for my salary and I want to get to this level. What do we have to do to get there? You're going to be less likely to have that conversation because you're not backing yourself. And this comes back to the energetics piece of last week's podcast where I spoke about what energetics is, particularly some of the pieces around the mindset. So if you want to check that out, come on over to the show notes. The episode number is 31. And the topic of that episode is, is the key to soulful success in your work about energetics or strategy. And so these pieces around money come down to energetics. And the core lies that women tell themselves are, I'm not enough. I'm not enough. I'm not doing enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not talented enough. I'm not experienced enough, et cetera, et cetera. The second lie that I hear women tell themselves is I'm not worthy and I won't be lovable unless I earn that much money. There's like a worthiness piece going on. And the third one is I don't believe I can have that. It's not available to me. Are you joking? Like I could earn that much? Not for me. So you can see how that quote really encapsulates these qualities. If you can't see your value, the world doesn't give you value back. So it's really important. So by now you might be thinking, oh my gosh, that's me. Maybe there's something at play for you that's becoming more clear as I'm speaking to these three core lies. And I'm curious, send me a DM. I'd love to know which one is coming up for you. I think for me personally, (laughs) I've definitely felt into all of these core lies at some point in my career and different ones trigger me at different times. But I'm curious what comes up for you. And I also have to share the core question you're probably asking is, well, how do I change this? If I feel like I'm not enough, I'm not worthy, or I can't have what I want, how do I change this? There are four key stages to changing beliefs. And as I'm talking, I invite you to self-diagnose where you are on this spectrum. So number one, disbelief, just like, nope, not possible for me. Number two, possibility. Hmm, maybe this could be possible for me. Three, probably. Yeah, this is probably going to happen for me feeling much more confident in that. And then four is certainty. Slam dunk, I know this is possible for me. So let's take an example of not being enough. This was probably what was running the show when I was in corporate. And if you asked me how to change this to believe that I am enough and able to earn more, I would have been in the disbelief stage. I would have been like, no way, no way I can earn more than this. I'm already lucky, so grateful. I'm privileged, I don't need any more kind of thing. The work that I do with my clients is all about supporting you to go from this disbelief to possibility to probability to certainty. And this takes time, right? This is the energetics piece that I was speaking about last week. And this is really key because when you have this fueling your strategy and your actions, it's likely to be more successful. So let's take the example of asking for a raise at work. You and I both know that you can say all the right things You can put together a great case and say the right things. But if you go in there, into that conversation, not backing yourself, not feeling that belief and that certainty and that high probability, if that certainty is a bit of a stretch, then your boss is going to feel it. They're going to be like, I don't know, not sure I really need to do this. It's not just what we do, it's the energy behind what we do. And so it's really important to look at what is it that you believe about work and your money. And no matter what you want to do in your career, this piece around money is essential. Money is not going away. It's 
our currency. Obviously, the way that we use it is changing a little bit with all the different ways that we can invest and different currencies, etc. But at the end of the day, we all have a relationship to money, whether we realize it or not. And getting our heads on straight and our bodies aligned to this is essential to create the soulful success that you do want. So if you feel like you need help with this, and as I'm talking, you're like, I need to reframe my relationship to money. I think this is the linchpin that's keeping me stuck. Then come on over and book your Get Unstuck call at SiobhanBarnes.com forward slash 32. I'll pop the link in there. And as I said, first come, first serve, I'm only offering a limited number of spaces each month and I'm really excited. I cannot wait to connect with you and hear more about what you're challenged by and most importantly, support you to get unstuck. So there you have it. Today, we've spoken about women, work, and money. We've looked at why money is a key area of focus when mapping your career. We've looked at the three core money beliefs that stop women charging and claiming their power and owning their leadership at work. As a recap, those three things are believing you're not enough, you're not worthy, and you can't have what you want. And then we also looked at, well, what are the four stages of changing your beliefs around money? going from disbelief to possibility, possibility to probability, probability to certainty. Thank you so much for tuning in. I can't wait to hear what landed for you in this episode. I'd love to hear what you're taking away from today. So feel free to send me a DM at I am Siobhan Barnes over on Instagram, or if you're connected to me on LinkedIn, send me a message there. And until next time, please remember you are here for a reason beyond merely hustling, grinding, and merely surviving. You matter. Thank you so much for listening in to Your Soul Aligned Career, the podcast. You can download more episodes and subscribe over on iTunes. And if you've loved listening in, please come on over and leave a review. For further show notes, guest information, and to receive your free guide to the top five ways high achievers unintentionally keep themselves stuck in life and business, go to SiobhanBarnes.com.